You know what's so weird? I always think sometimes the um, economic data is sort of like the weather in many ways. Like we get the information, but, you know, you can really only know once the thing has happened. So you get the projection and then you get the actual weather. And then we're like, oh, well, we got it right. We got it wrong. So mm-hmm. anyway, uh, interesting in that April employment report, we had a gain of 253,000 jobs, which was a lot better than the 180 that was expected. So that was the good news. But the bad news is that when we look back at the previous two months, those two months were revised lower, and not just a little bit lower. They were lower by 149,000 combined. So when you look at the revisions and you look at the better expected, uh, better than expected April number, we've got a three-month average of a gain of 222,000 jobs a month. Okay, 222, not bad, pretty good this far into a recovery, but it is the weakest 90-day period since January of 21. Mm. So we're going to keep an eye on this. Um, You know, I've been trying to think about, like, saying, well, there's a warning. It's like saying, hey, a storm could be coming. It may not stop. So let's use our weather analogy throughout this whole hit. Well, I I wanted to ask you, yeah, so they they revised the job report for the last two months. How, like, does that happen very often where they, they go back and they revise it? Yeah, so every, so what happens is the Labor Department goes out and conducts the surveys, right? They go to the businesses and they go to households. There's two different surveys. Mm-hmm. And what happens is they get more data between the time they first start asking. And so what they do is they revise data every single time there's a new jobs report. The previous two months are revised. And you know what happens is in a hot job market, the data often are revised higher. So, you know, there are times where we've seen like, wow, there were an extra 50,000 jobs than was originally reported. So that can happen. And conversely, when the market is starting to turn, often we'll see lower revisions. So that happens every month. And then once a year, the government will go back through everything and say, okay, let's see how how did the data really come in. And they do once a year this huge benchmark revision, which doesn't usually amount into huge changes overall, but what happens is that it can often be month to month that things weren't, you know, exactly as reported. So, again, part of the Labor Department's job is to get this data out and give us information so we know what's going on. Jill, I also want to ask you uh, about the interest rate hike, another mm. one last week. Mm. When will this end? <laughs> I mean, like, please help us. I mean, well, wait a second. I guess the savers are going to just say, well, wait, we don't want it to end, right? So there's that. Um, so I think that we may be on pause for the next June meeting, at least. So based on what we understand from the Fed itself and from the press conference that followed that decision, it looks like the Fed has decided, you know what, in June, we're going to see how everything shakes it out. It takes a while for interest rates to filter through the whole economy. You see it very quickly in places like the housing market, right? Mm. Mortgage rates go up, housing activity slows. But what the Fed is really trying to see is whether other parts of the economy slow down, whether job uh, wage growth starts to slow down, because when we get paid higher wages, it can actually contribute to inflation. So, you know, look, I think the Fed is um, was very aggressive in this rate hike campaign, probably because they started a little too late. But now that we are here, we're probably going to stay here for a bit, and we'll see how uh, all the different data points come in. This week, we're going to get another reading on inflation. 
I don't think the Fed's going to be very happy. We're still going to be at 5% inflation. Remember, they want it to be down, you know, in the 2 to 3 range. One last question for you, Jill. Uh, I was reading your latest article on your website, jillonmoney.com. You mentioned uh, talking about the recession. You said a check engine light for a recession. <laughs> what, what do you mean by that? Well, I think that when you look at this jobs report, I think there are ways to look under the hood. You know, uh, may, you know, if you say, like, you have a check engine light in your car, you're like, okay, I'll check the engine. So looking at the U.S. engine of growth, right, what we see is job growth is slowing down, inflation is coming down, and there are areas of the economy that are still um, kind of re- trying to um, recover from the pandemic, right? We still have fewer jobs in leisure and hospitality than we had before the pandemic. So I think the check engine light is really a way for me to say to everybody, when you get a good jobs report and the top line looks great, there are other things that are going on we should just pay attention to. You know, we know that job openings are falling. We know that um, layoffs are increasing. And we know that actual job growth is slowing down. You put it together and you might say, okay, I'm going to check the engine. The engine's still growing, but it's not growing as much as it was. We're not revving up. We're not strong as we were, you know, back a year, year and a half ago. And that's okay. That's what the Fed is trying to do. We just kind of want to make sure that everyone is prepared for this idea that potentially things could slow down so much that we could go into a recession later this year. Two-thirds of economists polled think that we are. doesn't mean we will, but they think that we could go into a recession later this year.